when we're making decisions, you know, when we're when we're going on to new challenges like you are, it's so important to to find the gift, first of all, but to really be thinking at the situation and the circumstance from these different angles, right? Because not one is is more important than the other. They all mm-hmm. count. Welcome to Successful, the podcast, a show about the stories of women redefining success. We're your hosts. I'm Carla. And I'm Natalie. Like you, we're two career women figuring out the meaning of success. In each episode, we bring you our stories and the stories of other women who are redefining success in life, in work, and on their own terms. If you are like us and you already have a podcast or if you have a podcast idea in mind and you just want to figure out how to get it going, you need to look into our sponsors' offerings from the podcast space. Their membership, Podcast Friends and Trends, is the perfect community to grow your podcast. With this group, you get two live group calls a month, access to replays of all the calls, resources to grow your show in between calls, and access to a community of like-minded podcasters. You can join for $58 a month at thepodcastspace.com slash membership. Happy podcasting. (laughs) It's been a little while since we've had one of these solo episodes, just you and me. A long time. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a really long time. Since mid-season, last season, probably. Yeah. But it's fun to, once in a while, just chit-chat, catch up, and talk about some of the things that are on our minds. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going on. we got to talk about it. I know. And we I can't know. always get to it, like in those short little intros that we do for yeah. the, the other episodes. Yeah. I feel like you especially have been going through some some big changes. In- yeah your work and some big decisions and some things that you've had to think through a lot. Mm -hmm. Can you update me on those big things? (laughs) Even though I know them, but tell the class about your problems about what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been, it's been really interesting lately. Um, What's wild. First of all, is that we're like three years into this like pandemic, post pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And we've gotten so used to how things are now, but in my world, in my consulting job, things are starting to, like the pendulum is starting to shift back to how things were uh, pre-pandemic, which I always kind of knew would happen. And by shift back, I mean, we used to travel every week. We were always on the client site. And I, I almost never thought we would do that every week again. I thought it would be some kind of hybrid um hybrid way of working i guess where par- we're partly working from home and partly traveling but for this next role that i got that is starting next week actually i'm going to be traveling again and it's just like it's just wild to me cuz i never thought that it would be this way <laughs> yeah so part of me in the back of my mind was like, be prepared for that. But another part of me was like, oh, we've learned so much. Everybody can work from home. It's all good. But, you know, things are starting to shift back. 
So yeah, yeah I had gotten off of a, a project that was remote. So I was working from home around the beginning of the year and I've kind of been between projects since then. And I had a bit of a oh my God, scare with a potential client who wanted to fly me out to New York. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and it didn't end up happening. But now I, I'm going to be going out to California. So Yeah. 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 It's so interesting that we think that the world has changed so much and it really has. Mm-hmm. But I also I'm seeing just ways that the world is kind of going back to what it was. And I I read an interesting report recently around a lot of women leaving the workplace voluntarily Mm -hmm. because a lot of the flexibility, a lot of the new practices that were instituted during COVID are now being removed, right? So, you know, we have gotten used to much more flexible work lifestyle and companies some companies have promised that 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 can be done and and now as companies are realizing that okay the pandemic's over you know we can have people travel again many people are realizing like is that really like your 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 values are being almost like put to the test you know like are you like what is it that you truly value what what have you learned about yourself that is so important and you know are you willing to sacrifice some of them mm-hmm. um, in this new phase of yeah post-pandemic. It is really interesting. Yeah, it's and I'm seeing that as well. I was just actually at a family dinner where some of Matt's relatives were, were in town. One of his cousin's wives is pregnant. I said that like he has multiple wives, but he has one wife. He has one, multiple cousins, one wife for this cousin. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Great clarification. <laughs> so, yes, uh, let me start over. The wife of one of his cousins is pregnant, <laughs> and she used to work in consulting, mm-hmm. and she shifted recently to working in industry because they gave her that more flexible work-life balance, working from home more. She wouldn't be on the road. I think she was on the road a lot even post-COVID, for her her consulting job. So we had chatted about it and how her decision was largely based off of the lifestyle that she wanted. Yeah. So I, I am definitely seeing that as well. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm having to wrap my mind around, you know, this change, right? Because we've been so set in our routine. And, you know, for me, everything's been pretty much the same for the last few years. I've seen... Matt, my husband, go through some work changes because they're back in the office almost full time now. But people are fighting it. They're like, well, this drive is, you know, 45 minutes for me. I'm not going to do that when I have a 730 meeting. So I'm not going to be in on Monday or whatever it is. So they're trying to put their foot down some folks and, and have some boundaries at least. So I've been seeing that. But I'll be curious to see how things go for me it was a source of huge stress for me previously when I had been traveling, you know, across the country, basically to the West Coast for for six months. So I, I'm hoping I'm in a like a better mental state now to handle it. And I've decided to approach it with, you know, some curiosity, some interest and joy in the new place that I get to see and experience, focus on kind of those more positive aspects like 
getting my points back for for travel and and getting to actually meet my colleagues in person. So trying to shift my mind away from, oh my gosh, this is like a, a bomb was dropped into my routine and isn't that terrible to look at this opportunity I have to travel, which I love doing and meet new people. And, you know, there's some gorgeous architecture in the city that I'm going to. So, you know, maybe carve out some time to go to a museum or two and, and see some things. So yeah. trying to have that mental shift, but yeah. it is work. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you're, yeah, it is work, but, but it's so good that you're shifting that mindset. And it reminds me of um, these sessions that I've been having through my coaching business where I've been inviting people that have been laid off, you know, from a lot of them come from tech and I call them open hours. And they're just these sessions where whoever wants to join shows up and talks about their experience being laid off and, and what they're going through. And I coach them a little bit. You know, I ask, I ask very intentional questions. And by the end of these sessions, people leave feeling so much better than they did in the beginning. And I know because I always ask people to rate themselves on a, on a number scale in terms of the energy that they're experiencing. And they always, their number is always higher at the end. And so they feel better. And it comes from that mindset shift. It comes from just seeing things from a different perspective, like finding the, the gift in a situation. And it can be hard to do that. But when you can start to find little gifts, it compounds, in my opinion, right? You start mm -hmm. to look at this little, the architecture that you're going to get to see is one little gift, but then you might notice some other things, you know, I, I think that you're approaching it from, from the right perspective of, okay, how can I look at this as an opportunity while also listening to what's important to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it is important to also not be like, oh, let me just ignore what matters to me. And this might be an experiment for you where you might yeah. be like, okay, let me try it out for a few weeks and realize that, you know what, it is much more important for you to be home. And mm -hmm. maybe you do need to make some changes to make that happen. Yeah. But, but I love that you're open to experimenting mm -hmm. and seeing, okay, let me try this out. I haven't done it in a while. I know. There's some gifts there. Dust my boots off. Yeah. Yeah. Find some new clothes because let's be real, all of my old work clothes are donated at this point. <laughs> so I have work to clothes. get a new wardrobe. What is that? I don't <laughs> know what that is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah so we'll see. I mean, it, I definitely, I love that, that experiment mindset that you just mentioned. It, it, I totally am approaching it like that. Um, and I'm trying to not let it drain my energy because that's what it was previously for me. And I think it, a lot of it was because I wasn't in a good place mentally and I was seeing it as a burden. And so my perspective was turning into this like energy suck of an experience rather than something that fills my cup in ways that maybe I, I can't fill at home. Like getting a break from cleaning and cooking, <laughs> getting to see different things, you know, leaning into my foodie side and like trying foods I wouldn't necessarily try at home. All of those little things that like add a little bit of joy to a, a stressful situation. I think also what's helped recently is I've talked about it before, but this injury that I've been dealing with. So that has been a huge challenge and like a huge letdown in so many ways. But I realized once I knew that this was going to be like a long-term thing that I had to deal with that 
I could either let it depress me and just sit on the couch and, and let all of my goals like in my health and fitness and all of these things I had been working on, let that kind of like slip away or I could double down on them, do what I can, treat it as just, you know, something that I have to go through and try to find the fun in it actually. And the scooter that I've had for the last few weeks, I've turned it into like a little kid's scooter, my perspective on it, because I'm like zooming around on it and it can be so much fun. So Tell me you put some <laughs> stickers and balloons on it. <laughs> no stickers, but I've got a little bag on the front where I carry stuff around. Thankfully, I got cleared to not have to use it anymore yesterday. Yay! So I'm I'm walking again with a boot, but I had to turn it into something that was fun so it wouldn't be depressing. Yeah. Because otherwise I, I would just get like – there were and there were definitely moments where I was like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. But I think because I've had that experience so recently, it's it's helped with this other, you know, this work travel experience. Very interesting. Yeah. I think you're, you're nailing in the head in the sense that your perspective is, is the key. Mm-hmm. And your perspective comes from just the way that you interpret the world, that you interpret circumstances. And I always talk about this with, with my coaching clients that like all our circumstances, everything that happens, like it's all neutral. <laughs> like it's you even hurting yourself. Like we probably didn't feel good because it's an interpretation of a situation. I'm sure it hurt. I, I'm not trying to in any way demean the, the experience that you went through, but it's a circumstance, right? Or like having to travel is a circumstance or being laid off is a circumstance. And the moment that we attach an interpretation of that circumstance is when it drains our energy. And the and it's just a natural human behavior that we interpret our circumstances. But the cool thing about, I think that about interpreting is that we get to interpret, we get to choose how to interpret it, right? Like you, right. because we interpret as human beings, because, you know, the way that we see the world is not really always the truth, but really just our interpretation of, of the circumstance, we can choose a different one, right? Instead of interpreting as mm-hmm. bad or, you know, oh, woe is me, why did this happen to me? We can interpret it as, okay, an opportunity. And certainly yeah. that takes work, right? It's, it's hard to do that when you're in about when your circumstance is about to change totally Um, but but your energy can serve you so much more when you notice how your those interpretations are not serving you Mm -hmm. and you you consciously choose a different way yeah and it might start with a little thought it might start with just a little change in in that view right just a little gift that you might find Mm -hmm. like i said you you can that can start to strengthen the, the muscle of looking for bigger gifts and starting to mm-hmm. and starting to shift faster too right like when you notice how you're interpreting the world in a way it's not serving you just even noticing that and doing that more and more often can help you over time be able to much faster shift your perspective totally yeah versus yeah, just stay in that wallowing it's so i mean and i know how it is when you're in that mindset of like you you know for a fact you don't want to be here this is not what you want and that's all your brain is telling you like from sun up to sundown it is like the root of depression right is not not for everybody but like the concept of your perception of where you should be versus where you are today is different than you think it should be so you want to be here but you're actually in a different spot. And that's what can be so just 
totally demoralizing. And I've, I've definitely dealt with that. And it's easy to get stuck in it. And what sticks us there, you know, other than – and I'm not going to go into, like, people's mental health. You know, that has a huge part in it. But we start to neurologically, like, weave these patterns in, right? So we start to, like, dig these trenches of your brain is going down this, like, catastrophic mindset, right? And so you keep digging that trench deeper and deeper. Well, it's harder to dig out. So the minute you can start, like – putting some dirt into that trench, dirt meaning like a different perspective, you can start to kind of grow your way up to the surface to where you're seeing things completely differently and then grow a better, you know, dig a better trench of a different way of thinking. It really does get easier Mm -hmm. the more that you practice it. The more you practice it, it totally does. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I I do that type of work with my clients of helping them see different perspectives, right? And it's helpful to have somebody else. I mean, you can do a lot on your own. 100%. It's so helpful to have a therapist or a coach, someone that can kind of put the mirror and just help you see what, see a different perspective that you might not be seeing. But I've been using, you know, I also have a coach of my own that does that for me a lot. But I also use an app that I've been using now for like three months. And it's a CBT app, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy app. Mm, yeah. That's all about that. It's all about the reframe. And I use it every day. Or, and I use it when I'm happy and when I'm not. Like I use it in both circumstances to just observe my thoughts. And it literally will just say like if, it, if I'm putting in a mood. So the way that it works is you say, okay, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling calm or I'm feeling anxious. It'll say, okay, what's the thought? And it's funny because this is exactly questions I ask my clients. What's the, you know, what, what's the thought that is causing that, that emotion? So I write down the thought. And then the next question is always okay, what is a, what's a different way of looking at that? Mm-hmm. And then, and then again, what's a different way? What's another way to look at that? Right. Cause the first time it's like, oh, well, you know, he didn't mean it, you know? So, but, but then if you get asked that question again and you kind of probe a little further, you just start to remove layers and get to like the heart of what's really bothering you. Mm-hmm. That has been a really helpful tool for me. CBD is so powerful. I've been guided through CBT before. And it's like, and it was for that catastrophizing mindset, the same thing that I was talking about. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? Like you have this terrible, you have this idea that something terrible is going to happen. You're like, you're never going to be able to switch jobs or get into a different career or whatever. Like go down that rabbit hole, get to the bottom of it. And what's the root fear there? Exactly. And oh my gosh. It's, it's so helpful. And I, I didn't realize when I was going through my coach training and when I was learning about the tools that I use now, how much they were based on on CBT. They really are. Like that's a tool. The worst case scenario, I use it all the time of like helping mm-hmm. clients be like, let's not shove it under the rug. Let's just shine the light on what is the worst thing that can possibly happen because our brains do overanalyze, they go there. They catastrophize. It's they for protection. To- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I do it too because I am human even though I have all these tools. (laughs) You have to have – it's like you having a coach, right? Right. You having somebody to guide you through it because it is hard to to guide yourself through it, especially if you're you're new to it. But you you recently had kind of this like fork in the road situation and I'm I'm actually curious if you used this technique to, to get you through that.
everyone, Carla here with a quick invitation. We all know that this is a tough time in the work world, especially in corporate America and in the technology sector. Hundreds of thousands of people have been laid off this year, creating a lot of uncertainty and fear about the future. If you've been laid off or are going through some type of work transition, I want to invite you to join one of my joyful career open hours. These are weekly spaces to come and process the thoughts and emotions you're experiencing with other people who have also recently left their jobs and with me, Carla, a certified transitions coach. I'll offer some questions to reflect on your experience and facilitate a safe space for sharing and listening. My goal is to help you process, help you feel better, and perhaps also gain some new perspectives about what's next for you in your career. You can sign up for an upcoming open hour session at thejoyfulcareer.com. I, yeah, I use, this, I use this tool of looking at my thoughts and my emotions every day. Like literally mm-hmm. every day when, especially when I'm feeling ugh, like I'm waking up, not feeling excited about a meeting that I might have, for example, mm-hmm. I'll just write down all the thoughts, all the thoughts, just like shine the light on them, put them out there, put them on paper, get them out. Or even like, like before a coaching session, right? Like if I'm feeling like I'm not present or I'm feeling like I'm not, like I'm judging for some reason the my myself a lot of time I'm judging myself going to a coaching session am I gonna be good enough am I gonna ask the right questions am I gonna serve this client as powerfully as I can I just jot all of those thoughts down because then when I'm in the session when I'm in the experience and I notice them coming up I can be like oh there's that thought I anticipated it I knew that it might show up and it's okay nothing has gone wrong I can just set it aside for now and come back to the present moment and using that tool has helped me so so much and it shifts my energy. It really does. When I just put it all out there, write it all down, being aware of those thoughts, and then being like, okay, what, what are what are the thoughts I actually want to think about my clients, about myself, going into this conversation? It's just like you just clean stuff up. <laughs> like I'm just yeah, cleaning like house, sweeping out the cobwebs. Because, and I've heard this. I don't. I don't remember where I've heard this, but when you write down a thought. If you're able to actually see it clearly and it stops like recirculating in your brain. So if you have a fear, you can write that fear down and then your brain is able to assess it. Like, is that something that I should actually be afraid of or is this just ridiculous? Exactly. And it kind of helps to, like you said, like clear it out and kind of just get all of that negative energy out of your head so that you can see what's what you actually need to be focusing on. Yeah. But the the fork in the road experience that you talk about, there was a different coaching tool that really supported me. Mm-hmm. This fork has shown up a couple times since I've launched my business, which is the opportunity to work for a company, to go back to working for a company. In this case, it was a part-time contractor opportunity. And, you know, the opportunity came up and... It was not the final offer, but it was getting very close to an offer. And it was an invitation to go for a final interview, like final, final interview, even though I'd been through like five interviews already. I was like, oh another gosh. one. I'm sweating just thinking about <laughs> oh that. Oh, my goodness. So they they invited me to this final interview, and and I really had to think about it. And I asked for 24 hours to think about it before committing to that final, final interview. Because there was a period of time between my initial interviews and this final interview, about two months, 
where I didn't hear anything about this opportunity. So I just kind of moved on. And a lot happened in my life. A lot happened in my business. And I also had a lot of time to reflect on, okay, I'm in this fork in the road. Do I continue to be all in in my business or do I, you know, work for somebody else or or bring on a different type of work into my business? And and those 24 hours were so interesting because it was, you know, it really made me think about how we make decisions as human beings. Like we just kind of swim in the decision and feel confused. But I believe that we actually already know. Deep the down. answer to yeah. the answer to our decisions that we're making. We just have a lot of like noise that we have mm-hmm. to sift through. Yeah. And, and I'm trying you were really conflicted. We had chatted was, about it. You were so yeah. conflicted. I was and I wasn't. It was so interesting mm. because the moment that I realized what my decision was, I was like, well, that was easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it there, felt aligned, right? It felt aligned. And I'd had conversations with my husband, conversations with my mom, like, should I go for it? Should I not? And Nobody was saying, you know, you need to decide this. Like, that would be so easy, right? If somebody else was like, just do this. I had to come up with a decision myself, but I was incorporating a lot of input and information, and that's really important. But sometimes there's such a thing as too much information. Like, sometimes you just need to stop thinking with the logic piece of it, right? Like, gathering the the data and really listen to much more of your emotional reaction as well as your intuition. And, And this is actually a tool that, that I use in, in coaching that I learned through my coach training, which is called holographic thinking. And maybe I've talked about it in another episode. I can't remember, but it's this, it's like this trifecta in decision-making, which is the logic, the emotion, and the intuition. And all three are really important and not one is more important than the other. And yet we often focus on the logic a little bit more. Like we think like this has to be a logical decision, mm-hmm. but the reality is that how we feel about a decision and what our gut, you know, when we say like, oh, my gut is saying this or my sense is this, that is really important too because your intuition comes from your experiences. So it's not something that we can always explain, but it's fed by actually pretty important things, right? Like all the yeah. experiences that you've it's still had. data, right? It's still, it's data. still an input. Yeah, mm-hmm. it totally is. So I think that this decision, I was thinking about it very logically and very much about like, you know, what does this mean? from a money perspective? What does it mean from a time perspective? And then you asked me this question and it was like the one question that I needed that made the decision so easy, which was around my values, right? You said, oh, well, how does this align with your values? And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like no wonder I've been feeling so conflicted because the number one value, my number one value is freedom or one of my, I'd say top two. And this is like stealing from that freedom. Like Mm -hmm. I am so feeling these red flags about this decision, even though logically it might make sense, but emotionally the red flags are all there. And it's because it wasn't aligned with my values. And when you asked me that, I was like, Oh my gosh, I know exactly what the decision is. And I turned it down. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even know I was, I was just trying to like, not tell you what to do. I was like, cause I, I had the feeling that I knew you were going to turn it down and I knew that you wanted to turn it down, but I wasn't going to tell you that because I didn't want that to like influence your decision. <laughs> so I was like, what can I tell her? Yeah. Like, I think my mom know, was like, oh that gosh. She's like, and when I told her, I was like, I turned it down. She's like, oh, thank goodness. I don't want to tell you not to do it. <laughs> she's like, there were so many red flags. And, I, you know, she's like, I could just tell that like emotionally it was causing 
conflict for yeah. you, even mm-hmm. though logically, like on paper, it would have been good and it, would it was have been hard more to pin down like why it was like yeah. exactly. And that's so funny, right? Because like that's probably the question I would have asked any of my clients. Like, okay, let's yeah. the values, right? Because they're a compass, mm-hmm. and I totally forgot to do that for myself. And so I thank you for You're bringing welcome. that to my attention. I'm so glad I that had- we've. Talked no idea if that was going to be so impactful. It was I'm very it impactful. Was. It was so impactful. So I guess all to say that when we're making decisions, you know, when we're when we're going on to new challenges like you are, it's so important to to find the gift first of all, but to really be thinking at the situation and the circumstance from these different angles, right? Because not one is is more important than the other. They all mm-hmm. they all count. They do so, all count. Yeah. So, and our society does put a, you know, a higher premium on that logical side. Completely. And and it makes sense, but it's not the only one that matters. Your emotion matters and your intuition matters. And I think you can use them all. Like if you're noticing that you're making a decision logically, you can kind of test it. Okay, well, how do I feel about this decision that I'm thinking logically or how, what is my gut telling me? Or if you're thinking about it emotionally, you can test it against the logic. Okay, logically, how? How does that land? Or if you're leading with your intuition, bring in the logic, bring in the emotion. So so they all interconnect, right? They all play off of one another and they're mm-hmm. all valuable. Yep. Yeah. And I, I would say just to connect it back to the story that I told in the beginning, my intuition was telling me not to take this job that I took. I It was like screaming at me like, what are you doing? This is going to get you off track. It's not in the field that you want to be in. And then I had to come in with my logic and say, no, no, this is only, you know, it's eight weeks. It's not forever. You're going to learn something here. It's going to be okay. Look for the good in it. Like what I had talked about, like where can we find some nuggets of good and then also approach it from your values. So where can you use your creativity here? How can you approach things with curiosity? Bringing those values in has really helped me to find those pockets where they would exist. Whereas otherwise, I may not have even taken it, taken this job in the first place because I had the option to not to not take it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, even before we talked about this, that you were using all of those different tools. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to also forget to do that. So it really is. It really it is. helps to have somebody to to bounce to what you said, to put the mirror up in front of you because it is hard to see it Yeah, for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Next time we talk, Natalie, you will be a traveling woman. I will be. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I will be a traveling woman. And you, my traveling woman, also continue to be traveling because you're coming here to Dallas. I'm coming back to Dallas. And probably in a couple episodes from now, we'll get to record in person. Yeah, we get to record. I know. We get to see each other once a year. So special. It'll be really special. We get to ideate and collaborate and just be with each other. And that's just such a gift. I'm excited. It is. Yeah. It is such a gift. Well, I am so thankful for you. Likewise. Oh, Oh. all the feels. All the feels. Talk to you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Successful the Podcast. We want to know, how are you redefining success? 
Drop us a note on Instagram at SuccessfulThePod or email us at SuccessfulThePodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear your story and share it with our listeners so we can keep growing this amazing community. If you love this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your review helps others find the show and feel inspired to redefine success on their own terms. We'll see you in the next episode.